God of the universe, maker of the stars, who am I that you would know my name? Welcome to Life on Purpose. I believe it's episode 47. Uh, we've had a couple weeks off and David, Daniel, we're uh, we're missing one person out there. Ryan Cribs is uh, is in the process of a lot of life changes right now and is not able to to be with us. But um, my, how life has changed over the last wow. two weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy going yeah. to coat going doing all that, and then I think the topic we'll be talking about. But yeah, it's it's been wild. It's been crazy. I hope you guys have been having you had a wonderful Sukkot and that uh, you guys are good and safe though too. It was interesting. I was down in Florida uh, at a at a Sukkot gathering, and um, I had I had my my time all planned out. Okay, you know the the best laid plans of men and mice. And I had all my messages planned and everything, and it got totally changed. And I'm like, what in the world's going on? And so uh, last week, uh, Monday of, of last week, I stood up in front of the group there in Old Town, and my teaching was on Israel and praying for the peace of Jerusalem and all that goes along that with that, not knowing that in just a few days after that, we would turn our televisions on, our, uh, our news feeds, and find out that on the day after the eve or on the day after the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur war Israel would once again be back in war so uh your your initial thoughts uh Daniel let's go to you first yeah um so for the for the length of Sukkot um it felt very off for yeah. me and to kind of skip ahead and then rewind, we were hosting the last day of Sukkot at our house um, that that last night, and um, that was that was Saturday, and mm -hmm. so Saturday morning we got the news, and so obviously just it, it takes a while to sink in like what's really like that it's really happening, you know, and what is really happening, and so you know a few hours later on the afternoon I sent out a text to everyone that was coming and said hey we're going to be still meeting. But um, this is going to have heavy emphasis on prayer um, for Israel, you know, coming together. And, um, you know, I said some other things in there. I'm sure we'll touch on some of those topics. But um, when everyone was there, I mentioned the same thing that Sukkot felt very off to me. And um, one of the ladies immediately said, that's the third time I've heard that from all separate people. And it was the, I had also talked to someone separate. So there's five people, you know, just in that one setting that have all said this coach just felt strange, not really being able to describe it, but multiple people put it this exact way that the feeling of Yom Kippur or kind of the solemnity followed through Sukkot. Yeah. And I think it's very interesting that people put it that exact way, knowing that this was the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War. So as all that unfolded, um, to me, it became relatively obvious that if we are joined to Hashem, if we are, uh, if we have any amount of focus on his land, on the land of Israel, if you have joined yourself to his name, to his land, then you have linked yourself spiritually 
to something bigger than you. You've, you've, you've attached yourself to something bigger mm-hmm. and that something bigger is not just a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. And when you enter this spiritual war, when you enter this spiritual realm, things start happening that you can't quite understand that you don't really, you can't uh, articulate or explain. And so for all of Sukkot, what was happening, I believe was that we were unknowingly sensing the disturbance in the spiritual realm, because this thing has been planned both by powers and principalities and also the men, the people that these principalities influence. And so I just, I feel like we were kind of sensing in our spirits that something was wrong, something was going to happen. And so that was, that, those were my first thoughts was just, um, you know, that that feeling was there the whole time. And then it became obvious what it was the last, that last day. Interesting. Interesting. I, wow. the, the only thing I would, uh, I, I would go back to your statement there is to call these people men. I'm having a hard time with that word. Yeah, uh, I, somewhere. I, peep, yeah, yeah. Some, some. I don't even want to call them animals because I do not want to insult the animal, uh, the the animals of of creation. Uh, I don't know what these people are. Demonic, uh, demonically filled entities. I guess would be the best word for me. So, David. Yeah, man. Like you're actually that tail end there. Um, I wanted to really emphasize that is uh our Sukkot it felt like it felt like Sukkot was we had gone through all of Sukkot halfway through so it felt like it was extra longer than usual like it mm-hmm. was like what is going on it did it was it was a different kind of uh I think what you guys were sensing but in a way it was the same because it was amazing uh our Sukkot ended up hit, hitting the ground running with testimonies and some extremely powerful testimonies that immediately got the ball rolling into the spiritual realm like you were talking about Mm -hmm. it immediately got everyone talking about spiritual matters it immediately got talking so i can't tell you any campfire talks i had with so many even younger people that i think for a long either for a long time just went you know what that's just a bunch of whatever stuff there's no one really knows the answer to going you know what i've always struggled with this i've always Mm -hmm. dealt with this and so then that conversation led up to then all of a sudden the news coming out yeah. and that, that, then that psalmist just ran through the camp. It's like, everyone knew something was like, something was like off in that day. And immediately prayer started happening. Uh, we even have, we even actually have some people that are over Israel now mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what the correct word is. Trapped was one word thrown around, but they were still fine and safe. I don't know if airports are still closed. That's still, there's so much information out there. I don't even know what's true, what's not, but there's so much out there. But as it kept getting worse, the social media videos then started pouring in and it went from like, oh, wow, this is, this is, whoa, like, okay, is this just a little skirmish to like, oh, wait a minute, this is way more than just a little thing. This is way more. And anger was definitely a emotion felt, um, yeah, like not really calling them people because seeing the actual video of what was happening was just immense. Uh, you know, yeah, that was definitely a weird way of ending Sukkot for sure. And yeah, uh, and the of course the the media or the uh, internet is being scrubbed of the right now of a lot of the videos that came out 
uh, mm-hmm. for those that are not aware of, uh, these were, or people that, uh, or th- these, these demonic influenced entities, um, came into Jewish homes that, uh, the, there were sirens going off. So these people went into their bomb shelters, which most every home in Israel has a bomb shelter. And if the, uh, if the people didn't come out, they set the house on fire so that those people would burn in that bomb shelter. Uh, the, the people that they took hostage, and this is Americans also, and people from other countries, uh, they, they, many of them were beheaded. There are reports now of babies, their throats being slit, beheaded, their bodies dragged through the streets of Gaza. Um, the atrocities that are here are, uh, are, are just too much to even consider that a, a person could be, could, could be able to go there. Uh, I don't have a box for something like that. Mm-hmm. So we can get into yeah. some of those things later. I, I just, Daniel, you kind of hit on it there, but I want to come back to it again of, okay. I grew up, I'm you know obviously a little bit older than you guys. Um, I was alive during the six day war in 1967 in my home. There were, there was that I know of, there was no talk at all of Israel. I never remember one conversation regarding Israel. I grew up in a Baptist, uh, Baptist church. Don't remember it. Uh, I was in junior high, high school in 1973, the Yom Kippur war. I do not remember that. Why? Because no one told me that what was happening in Israel was relevant to me. So I'd like you two guys to kind of unpack this a little bit and, um, and and explain to our listeners from your perspective, both of you having been to the land, both of you having walked having walked the streets of the land, why is it that someone in your age, your age group, um, younger, older, but specifically those that are, you know, you're 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 planning a, a family, you're 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 you have your business, you have all of these things going. Why should you care mm. what is happening seven thousand miles away? Daniel? David, which would Daniel, you want to end it? Go to it. Jump in. I don't know. David looks uh he looks okay. pretty ready. Okay, okay. All right, I'll jump in. That that means he wants to think it. about it, David. Yes, 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 please. <laughs> I was like, there's a lot of things to unpack and think about with this for sure. Um, and the first, I, that's like my first initial reaction was, oh, something's always happening over there. Yeah, That's the initial reaction. Something's always happening over there. But then as more and more information started coming out and then you start going, okay, is that fake news or is that actually real? Because we've just seen that just a year or two prior with yeah. Ukraine, Russia stories coming out. And then you realize, oh, they were they were all fake. So you're like, okay, let me just let me just sit back and let me just uh, digest this and just see what happens. Uh, but it, instead of it like escalating and then de-escalating with more reports coming out and deciphering which was real and what was not, it it seemed to just escalate and escalate and escalate and escalate. And you're just like, okay, what the heck is going on? And you start looking into it and you start realizing how bad it was getting over there because we've seen bad stuff like this happening in other places. But when it comes to this place, I mean, with, with it being the land, the land, we have a lot of like, on top of just, on top of just the idea of the war, 
there's a lot of prophetic implications that we mm-hmm. can go into. Like how many Bible verses have people quoted that are just almost paralleling what's happening right now, which is, that's wild. Yeah, so Amos 1-7, yeah. Yeah, about to say, we have tons of different verses that are actually really explaining what's happening now. And there's no end right now. We don't see where this ends. We don't know who's going to step in. We don't know where this ends, but there's drastic measures taken on both sides. So what does that mean? Um, it could mean a lot of things. It could mean things financially. Yeah. There's other countries could get involved just like the whole Ukraine, Russia thing. Okay. That's one thing, but that's not really the most important part. I think the big part is, is a lot of prophetic implications of seeing, okay, we have our homeland being attacked. They're fighting back now because this is, this was taken on October 10th. So we don't know all the, so when you're listening to this, we do not know further what's happening, what the UN is going to do, what the United States is going to do, what all these other countries are going to do. They're saying a lot of stuff, but we have no idea because every time a nation has gotten involved with Israel in the past, whenever they were defending themselves rightly, and a nation stepped in to try to stop it or to uh, hinder Israel or give all this stuff back, yeah. usually you start seeing a nation judged by that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're not very much a political show, but I think when it comes to the politics in the United States has not been the greatest politics in a while. So we're not holding our breath for great decision-making on our leaders in this country uh, we really pray and hope, though, that we will make good decisions, of course, but uh, that remains to be seen what we're going to see. So when a nation judges on behalf of a nation that's under God, that has, that has a pupil of his eye, uh, woe to that nation, especially if they are incorrect in their judgment and their assessment. Or Israel's allowed to do whatever it wants, and it pushes out a lot of, a lot of the bad riffraff that's in there. I think Israel then also has an opportunity as the political shape that it might be able to ratify or fix a lot of the bad stuff that's happened because a lot of the maybe hopefully I pray that bad people will be wiped out, gone, eliminated <laughs> forever. And we'll never see that app will never, ever show itself again. But we understand and know that not until our Messiah comes, will there be true peace. So I look at this Absolutely. whole ramping up of stuff. If it doesn't stop, Messiah might be just right around the corner. He's always around the corner, but yeah. we might be way closer to the corner than we realize. Yeah. So that's really neat. I think that was right off the top of my head. There might be other thoughts as we talk okay. later on, but that's okay. something where I'm thinking. All right, let's throw it over to Daniel. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> my question is to our listeners who are, as you described them, dad, uh, people of our age, why does this matter? And my my question is, who are you and who do you want to be? When you imagine yourself as the years progress, are you the kind of person that people think of as one who will be like the water and just take on whatever shape is around you? Um, Are you a chameleon just blending into whatever's around you? Or do they, will they think of you? Do you want them to think of you as someone who has clearly defined lines? And I think that is why this is important to us, to my age group, to people younger than me, is God 
really, really hates lukewarm. The, the people who are lukewarm. In Revelation, it talks about, you know, I wish you were either hot or cold, but you're lukewarm and I just want to spit you out. And so what he's saying is you're going to have to make a choice. And as we get closer and closer to the kingdom, the lines are going to become more and more clearly defined. Yeah. And you have to decide which side of that line are you going to be on. And the reason that Israel is important in this is because if you're going to be on the right side of the line, it means that you love what he loves and you hate what he hates. And he loves the land of Israel. The the, the noun Israel is mentioned in the, the Tanakh, the, the, the first five books, the Torah, the prophets, and the writings over 2,500 times. Wow. And, and so if you're going to be on his side, you're going to love what he loves. And he loves the land of Israel. It does not take much of a, of a scriptural study to figure that out. It is the apple of his eye. It is, it, it is the place that he chose. And as a believer in Yeshua, uh, dad, I asked you this question the other day of what is the most precious liquid that this earth has ever known. And it's the blood of Yeshua it is the most precious liquid that has ever been on the planet. And the only place that we know of that, his blood dripped into the earth was in the land of Israel. And so as a believer in Yeshua, in addition to a believer in the, the Tanakh, the you know Genesis through Malachi or Second Chronicles, depending on your Bible, the, the importance of that land to us is even, it just exponentiates the more you think about it and the more you go with that. And so that is the question is, are you going to be a person who follows him in every way and love what he loves and stand for what he loves, because eventually you're going to have to make a decision because in the end you're either with him or you're not. Yeah. And I think he will, you know, he, he's a good God and he's gracious and he loves his people. And he, he understands that many people have been taught in a different way. Most tons of people don't even know why Israel is important and that's not necessarily their fault, but they're going to have to choose someday. It's going to become apparent someday. Yeah. You talk about the the blood that's shed. You know, we talk on this program, we've talked numerous times about the kingdom. We mentioned the kingdom and the millennium uh, over and over again. And, uh, you know, about looking toward that time. And we look in the scripture and the kingdom is coming to the land of Israel. Okay, I, I I don't know that that uh, that anyone would 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 argue. I guess somebody out there would argue because people just argue. But it, it does not take much of a reading of scripture to see that the kingdom is coming to that land called Israel. And so, in this week's Torah portion that I just taught this morning, and I didn't teach on this, it just it just kind of dawned on me when Cain killed Abel. It says his blood was crying out. The blood that was spilled upon the land and wherever that land was, was crying out. Today, the blood is once again crying because the very rocks of Israel are being stained with the blood of people who are trying their best to follow the covenant. Um, 
people that are doing the 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 mitzvot, the good deeds. I, I just got to read this to you so I don't forget it. Um, as I'm, I, I checked my phone because I saw Daniel. It's your mom, and I know better to, than to just you know not look at that. She wouldn't <laughs> send me something right now if it wasn't important. And this is a uh, something that just came in on social media. An Orthodox Jewish man who preferred to remain anonymous stood quietly near the El Al counter at New York's JFK airport. Anyone who showed him an IDF call-up notice got his ticket paid for. That man paid for 250 tickets for IDF soldiers, Israelis, probably Israeli Americans, that were here in the United States and said, I'm going back and being a part of the battle. Uh -huh. We uh, we need to understand, guys. People need to understand. It doesn't matter what your age. You're part of the battle. You are in the battle. The battle is raging. And uh, a, a, a post I put up on Facebook uh, yesterday, I guess it was, was from a, a very dear friend of mine and Daniel's. Um, Joshua Waller. Josh wrote one song. He's only written one song in his whole life. He said to me a few years ago, he said, Mike, I've tried to re write more songs. He, he says, I only have, I guess I only have one song in me. Well, mm -hmm. if that's true, he, he wrote the song because the song is, and I, I, I you can go on to, to, to YouTube, wherever Josh Waller, a line in the sand. Um, and it is, where are you going to stand? There's a line, and this song is over 10 years old. Mm -hmm. There's a line in the sand. Where are you going to stand? This is not a day that we're going to be able to straddle that line. I don't straddle lines real well anyway. <laughs> you guys know that. I, I have no problem standing. Uh, but for those who have had a problem with compromise, and, well, you know, I, I just don't want to, and I, I don't want to, to say something that may offend somebody, it's time to take a stand. Because that blood that Yeshua, that, that Daniel was speaking of, was shed for you. The He did not, he took a stand, a stand that cost him his life, so that you and I can be redeemed. The, the least we can do is take a stand for him and for what he loves. You guys got anything? Just run with it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think I want to jump in on this, that point of, that you were making about the uh, paid for 250 tickets. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's God. that's like 1,800. Well, right now, the ticket to Israel, I think, is running about three grand. Mm. Yeah, that's that's wild. But that's yeah. someone who's uh, putting their money where their mouth is and they're supporting yeah, people and they're doing that so i think we have to remember too this idea that okay why does this matter to us why does this matter in our grand scheme of it all um well we we can look to europe too and we can see what's happening when that was happening there were outbursts in other cities this isn't just a local event this is not just only in israel this has the potential to go further and out further and do more things again this is not out of fear I'm not yeah. trying to come at this with fear, but a lot of times we get so desensitized because we think it's over 7,000 miles away, eh, whatever, that is over there. No, this is a worldwide thing. Everyone's tried to take a stab at doing the peace deal with them 
over there and none of them have worked. There's been yeah. good attempts, but it's never worked. And eventually these things happen like they are right now. And I think that, I, I don't know what the right word is. I've been trying to think about this because it's been on my mind like all day, understanding that we're going to be talking about today. Maybe Mike or Daniel, maybe you guys have a better idea of what, what I'm, where I'm coming from with this is that there's, it seems like there's a lot of people within faith, whether it be Christian, Messianic, Hebrew roots, whatever we're calling ourselves today, that it's now that there's this opportunity for people to come out and uh, take a crack at being, I don't know, anti-Semitic maybe, just taking a crack at people who live with neighbors that want to kill them. Not, I, again, I'm, not, I'm understanding, not all. But there's quite a few over there that want to kill. If they can just cross the border and kill, they will, as oh, yeah. we've already seen with video. Yeah. What gives us the right over here in our, in where we only face verbal abuse at this point, to take a? I don't know. Do you guys get what I'm where I'm going with this? It, it seems like why why are we taking stabs at at Jewish people, especially Jewish people, but there's others. But why are we taking cracks at them when? This is probably one of their lowest. Like they even said, six day war, no Israelis lost. They lost a lot of people. They lost a lot. This is this this is the worst. Like to anyone who hasn't heard it but as plainly as this, this is not just my words. This is the words of the Jews. That this is the worst thing that has happened to Jews since the Holocaust. Yeah. Bar none. Like it is mm. it is that simple people are doing things that were done right now that were done during the Holocaust and it is being celebrated around the world, uh, America included. Exactly. And Harvard, the government, the yeah, institute, like educational institutions, um, large corporations are celebrating, supporting countries are celebrating and supporting and Israel the government of Israel is now really coming to terms with uh the price of not taking a firm stand yeah right because a lot of what is happening right now in a physical realm at least is due to the the impossible peace deals it's not going to happen it never will it's not scriptural even the land of Israel is the land of Israel period end of story um and so but the attempt to do that to make concessions to give away the land that is what created this mess is not taking a firm stand and i can't remember what i was gonna oh yeah um the other thing like because like, you were saying david you know what gives us the right over here and seriously for any person who has used this as an opportunity to condemn Israel, the people within, to say that they're not who you think they are, any of this kind of stuff, absolute shame on you. That is, it's despicable. And if any of one of our listeners sees someone doing that, you should openly condemn it because it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And there's no place for that. Yeah. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was abroad when world war ii hit and his statement was paraphrased 
why would I enjoy the the freedoms of my people if I don't also suffer with them? That was that was not the right quote, but it, it was something like that. Course, he was saying, so. yeah. And so he went back to his country during World War II, and he was executed. But he made the decision to to stand. And I don't know, like my spirit has been incredibly heavy, obviously, over the last few days, like just struggling with all this and asking these questions, like, what, what does this mean? Um, you know, what is my, my role in this? Uh, why is it important to me? Just asking all these questions because it's important. And again, Dave, like you said, not out of a place of fear because these, whatever happens to the earth must happen before Yeshua comes. He said mm -hmm. that very clearly. Mm -hmm. And the prize that is on the other side of anything that happens will be exponentially, infinitely more amazing than anything we can go through on this earth. But just asking the question, you know, what's my role? Where, how far am I willing to go? You know, when Yeshua says, um, if you deny me in front of men, I will deny you in front of my father. And just that idea of, of taking that stand and, throw the idea of like not being willing to step on toes and being afraid of offending people to the wind. This is what it produces. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. There's definitely lots, lots and lots of feelings. <laughs> Let me go back to your quote, Daniel, because you, you of course know that uh, first page of my scripture, I have taken the words of Dietrich Bonhoeffer and changed them slightly. And this is what it's, I have written here. I have no right to participate in the fruit of restoration of his kingdom if I have not shared in the trials of its coming. Mm. Mm -hmm. yep. We are in the process oh, wow. of the trials of its coming. Um, but, you know, if, if even you take prophecy out of this thing, uh, you, mm -hmm. you take all that out. It's still this, this is, we, we have to ask ourselves a question. Uh, this is about a, you know, it's, it's about the land and, and all these kind of things that get in there. The question has to be asked, if a Jew does not have the right to live in the land of Israel, does a Jew have a right to live anywhere? Mm. And so in the end, it is not just a biblical thing. And mm -hmm. you know, we can go. I can go into for hours and hours the politics of all of this and how the media has spun all of it. And the the Palestinians and you know and, and Gaza and all of these things. I was there just before the Gaza pullout. Um, and, and America does not have the United States is not without blood on our hands today, because it was the Oslo Accords with Bill Clinton sitting there um, between the the uh, Yasser Arafat and I was it Rabin I believe it was. Um, and it was in the Oslo Accords that the the Palestinians were given the right to own firearms. Prior to that time, they were not. Push forward. Ariel Sharon, 2005. As I said, I was in Israel three weeks prior to the Gaza pullout. I was there at the prayer meeting at the Western Wall. That was the Bush administration that pressured in many ways, Ariel Sharon, to give up the Gaza to the Palestinians who came in and desecrated 
that land, turn it from what was known as the Riviera of Israel into a terrorist hotbed with Hamas running it by 2007. So every one of those rockets, every one of those firearms, every bullet coming out of a gun has, in a way, American responsibility. Every missile coming out of Gaza, the thousands now. And that is not even to talk about the 140,000, it is thought, 140,000 rockets that are in Lebanon, Syria, aimed at Israel. You know, we've been, we've come out of Sukkot. Uh, nobody tried to kill me today. I, I went to Walmart, got out of there without, you know, a scratch on me. Uh, couple things in town. I got a I got a warm bed last night, tonight. Israelis. There's Israelis that have not slept in their bed for a week. Oh. Since last Saturday. They've not slept in there. They've been sleeping in a uh in a bomb shelter. They've had to uh you know they, they can't go outside. The, the horrific things that are going on in that land right now, we do not have a taste of. But I don't want to produce fear in what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say this very definitely because I've been teaching on Islam and um, as a religion, all of these things for probably longer than many of our listeners have been alive. So I, I know a few things about it. If we do not stand with our brothers and sisters in Israel today, and one day this comes to our doorstep, my doorstep, if I have not stood with my brothers and sisters in Israel, do I really believe that when I cry out to the Almighty, that he's going to stand with me in that moment? Hmm. Your response? Definitely, it varies because if you, I've been paying attention to some of the stuff that's been happening now, and the if if we're ever to get close enough to it being over here, there's a lot of the free Palestine movement is found in our educational systems. That's mm -hmm. it's gotten a very stronghold there. So if you are of a, going to school, you are probably going to be the one faced with it first out of anybody is that, and. That's where your decision is going to have to be is where are you going to stand? Are you going to stand up and uh, show solidarity with Israel? Or are you going to just not say anything? Because it, they have enough people that they can make a noise. But can't imagine if the silent majority stood up and said, nah, we're not about this at all. Because I've been seeing more and more evidence to show that people that don't even pay attention, they've just sided with Palestine because of whatever. But now because of these articles coming out, they're starting to go, hold up, wait a minute. So you're telling me a music festival that was for Palestine was raided by from Hamas and they were what? What, what, what do you mean? What That means they went after their own, essentially? Like, what? what is this? People of the world that were trying to support them, that were trying to raise awareness, they sure did raise awareness. And now it's 
come out to show this this kind of ugliness. And of course, so you'll never have the people that will not that will not stop talking about this. But can you imagine if we had the same enthusiasm to stand against them? Those who are saying stuff like that, those who are constantly uh, screaming on the street corners like this, yeah. wearing Palestinian flags and whatnot. Again, yeah. nothing, no hatred towards Palestinian people. None, none for them. Hamas, I'm, that's what it's being bred. This hatred, this this uh, murderous. Mm -hmm demonic attitude towards another group of people has no place yeah. no, no yeah. place at all mm -hmm. yeah let me let me insert something daniel before i turn it over to you uh that uh david just go to what you said there is and i know what you were you were saying i just want to correct mm -hmm. for the record here okay. there is no such thing as palestine understood yeah this right. this is the uh the the two-state solution there is not a country there is not a people there is not a coinage of mm -hmm. Palestine specifically, there are a people that have been called Palestinian. Okay. Right. So I just want to correct that just for the record for the program. Daniel? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> it says in Romans 15, verse 1, mm -hmm. so we who are strong have a duty to bear the weaknesses of those who are not strong rather than please ourselves. And When I glanced down further in the chapter, I also saw that verse seven says, so welcome each other just as the Messiah has welcomed you into God's glory. For I say that the Messiah became a servant of the Jewish people in order to show God's truthfulness by making good his promises to the patriarchs. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, It's just a crucial moment. And because, you know, dad, like you said, you were alive during the Yom Kippur War, though you weren't really aware of anything regarding that. But now we are, we are aware of everything that's going on. And, you know, none of us at this point, at this point in time, this thing is a few days old and none of us know yeah. where this is going to go. Yeah. Um, if anybody tells you they know exactly where this is going to go, they're lying, yeah. possibly, more, most likely. Or they just, you know, have been misled. Or they're trying them. to get money on their YouTube channel. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, just as a, as a warning to any of our listeners, um, tread carefully and be very aware. Be aware of what's going on in Israel, in America. Be aware that things are not always as they seem anywhere you know, to to this point, uh, America has done a decent job of supporting Israel, but you know, like you said, Dad, this is um, you could barely say that it's. I don't know. You could almost say it's obligatory because of the things that we've done to uh, America has done to uh, support Iran and give all these things these resources. Yeah. So just remember that all nations will come against Israel. It doesn't say that every human will come against Israel. It says all nations, all people groups. But if you are a people group that identifies with Israel, then obviously you're exempt from that. So just be aware that none of us really know what this is going to look like. None of us know what the end, whatever that means, is going to look like. All that we, we really need to do is know that we have a duty 
to speak up and do what we can to help the weak, as it says. And right now, Israel is, they're not weak, but they are being attacked. And we should do our part in whatever way we can, financial support, um, being good ambassadors and speaking up when needed. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I don't know where so, exactly I was going. Okay, so Daniel, uh, let me throw this out. What can we do? Okay, I mean, you, you talk about donations, and and that's you know there are scams out there already. I know that mm-hmm. uh, because you know that we donate a, a lot of money to Israel. So if people want to do that, they can contact me, and um, you know I put my reputation on the line regarding this one of the the dollars that go to Israel. I just sent a, a rather large donation today. But, um, you know, watch out for the emotional scams that are out there. Um, I, I want to tell people in, and I'm going to turn this to you guys in just a moment, um, regarding what can we do, but guys, I, to me, this is not a time for me to put, you know, an Israel flag on my bumper of my car. Um, yeah, I stand with Israel and I'm not, uh, I'm not backing down in any way, but I'm also not going to get into a fist fight or worse in a Walmart parking lot. Okay and end up in jail. Um, You know, we need to be smart in how we show our support to Israel and to the Jewish people. So guys, how can we do that? Hmm. Well, for one, you know, we all know that we can pray. It's an act of faith. It's hopefully we've all been through instances where we know that prayer works does change the spiritual atmosphere i was thinking about this today that the land of israel has been attacked and the land of israel and the people of israel are inseparable physically and spiritually and so if you are part of israel biblically then you are also being attacked right now and i would imagine that if you think about that statement some things will start to make sense of why you've been the way you've been the past few days it certainly was a revelation for me yeah. Um, and so the enemy is coming after your prayers by attacking you as part of Israel right now. And we must remain vigilant in that way to not despair. Because one of the things I said on that text message last Shabbat when everyone came over was we do not serve a God that is too short, that whose arm is too short to help. Yeah. Yeah. We, he hears our prayers and, and he acts on them. He, Vengeance is mine, says Adonai, says the Lord. And we can pray, and that helps things. And the enemy obviously is coming after that, so make sure you stay vigilant in that way. Um, But, you know, obviously, financially, um, nothing, I just want to remind people, myself included, that none of the finance, no, no thing that we have belongs to us. No amount of money that we have belongs to us. It all belongs to God. He asks for a tenth because he wants us to contribute and to be a part of his kingdom in that way. But this is a worthy, if you find a, a trustworthy place to give your money to it and give it in faith, that God sees that and he 100% will bless that. You don't have to worry about how much you, you give. You're not going to give too much because he sees that 
and this isn't prosperity gospel, but it's coming back to you because this is a moment that is critical and people need your help financially. And so, you know, those two things for sure. But I want to jump back to, I just remember what I was going to say earlier um, of just touching on why Israel matters and why all this, why, why all this matters. If Israel and the Jewish people did not matter so much, then why on earth do they keep why are they persecuted more than any other civilization, any other people group in the history of the earth? There's no other civilization that has been persecuted as much as they have from start to finish. And if the enemy was not interested in them to wipe them off the face of the planet, then they wouldn't be important. But he does, he continually goes after them and them specifically. And, and, you know, Christians as well. Yes, they are very persecuted worldwide as well. Uh, but that's because we're all part of the same family. And, and so that's just, you know, something I wanted to say earlier. So David, I think that uh, just like Daniel was saying too, prayer is super important where, when we do not know what to do um, financially, basically throwing in a chipping in into the pot, essentially to say, Hey, I'm in deal me in i'm 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 a part of this and i want to be a part of the solution rather than just uh playing uh just sitting back and just watching and seeing how this unfolds and that's that's extremely uh appetizing thing to do just sit back and watch just oh well it's been let's see which one how far this goes uh, it's not about watching that it's about continuing to pray for and to stand up when those opportunities arise, like uh, just like Michael was saying, this is not to get into a fight over um, actual altercation where where you end up having to go to jail or something. No, no one's saying violence like that. No, it is saying to stand for truth, because if enough people stand for truth, things start to happen. It all it takes is one, and one, and then another, and another, and things start to change, and things start to happen. We're already seeing how truth is starting to prevail and cut through all the lies that the enemy has tried to persuade many people on. We're already seeing that truth is winning. Truth is starting to find a way through this, even as hard and as difficult as it is to find out what's really happening. I think whenever you see someone trying to take this as an advantage to promote a teaching, promote something, shame on you. I'm going to reiterate what we've already said here. Shame on you. That is not, this is not the time for that. This is something not to even mention, this is not a military on military attacking. This is a military attacking families in their homes. Like understand, wrap your head around that idea. These mil militant people came in, again, militant, demonic, barbaric, evil people came in and killed people that had nothing to do with the politics, decision-making, none of it. Captured people to try to use them as pawns and thinks that the world should stand for them too. No, that's not how this world plays anymore. Yeah. Uh, we have to say, no, this is this is enough. And again, I want to go back to you got to pray for where you're gonna where you can ship in. You might actually have the, have the opportunity where God's saying it's time for you to go. Do not fear. I, I think that I think of all the things we talked about is you gotta stand for Israel. Uh, don't fear though. Uh, I understand your fear if you live over there right now, or if, if you find yourself listening to this, uh, hang in there. I know that this can definitely be very scary, uh, but this is not time for fear, especially for us over here. This is not time for fear. This should embolden us to stand on truth, embolden us to say, we've got truth and we're standing on truth. 
So this is not a time for fear. Even with all the, as we've said this over and over again, sometimes the prophecy thing has been so uh, so spoken about so much that I I become deaf to it. Yeah. The prophecy thing of this is the is the interesting part. It is not to be like, oh, let's sit back and look at prophecy. No, no, no. This is a time to actually say, no, this is what Israel's in the right. We need to stand with Israel because we don't know how far this is going to go. Mm-hmm. We don't know how many other nations are going to chip in to go against Israel. There's a lot of rumors, but we don't know. So, no. again, God judges those who come against his, his land. God yeah. judges. Yeah. You don't want to be see. on the wrong side of this. Yeah, we're going to see. You know, you talk about going to the land. I have a uh, my tour guide uh, and and close friend Hanok Young. Uh, mm-hmm. I will actually for those that like more information about some of the nuts and bolts of this, if they're uh, subscribed to my Vimeo channel, my YouTube channel, uh, various places, they can go to joined to Hashem. That's J O I N E D T O h-a-s-h-e-m dot o-r-g i do an israel update with hanok i'll be doing that tomorrow morning god willing Mm -hmm. and so we're putting out you know information he lives in modain israel and so uh he had five as of last week he had five tours scheduled for the next month and a half four of them have canceled i just Mm -hmm. got just got off uh i just got a message from him before we went on line that uh that four of those have canceled the one that has not canceled is my tour the connect (laughs) israel tour that is scheduled to leave november 5th i have 25 days and i refuse to cancel to the last minute if they will let Mm -hmm. me in the land uh and i'm hearing back from the 29 other people that are going with me they're like we're in we're going and uh if that happens it happens um a couple things and i'm going to turn over you guys for closing words here is um, the, the the whole concept of, you know, we see a lot of things on social media. I would like to caution people, take a breath before you post something. Uh, you see some, some news article, take a breath, get some counsel. There's a lot of disinformation out there. Um, you get in a conversation with someone, be careful about what you're, you're talking about and, and watch out for your own emotion. Um, I had a, a, a guy that's a friend of mine. I saw him just a couple of days ago and, uh, I walked into a place and a number of guys were there that I knew and they were all like, okay, Mike, tell us what's going on. Cause they know that I'm, you know, kind of the Israel person there. And, uh, one of them, well-meaning man said, well, I think Israel should just go in and wipe them out. I looked at him and said, and are you willing to send your children? Are you willing to send your grandchildren? It's his attitude. Well, just go in and carpet bomb. Well, what if it's your infant child that is being held hostage in one of those tunnels next to those rockets? What if it's your grandmother, your grandfather? What if it's your spouse that got taken hostage and is in one of those tunnels? Are, are you that or are you that quick to just say, let's just go wipe them out? These are real people, ladies and gentlemen. These are real people that are going through struggles. One of the things I would urge you to do is take your phone and go to the app store or whatever you use and download an app called Red Alert. Red Alert gives you an alert every time a rocket goes up from Gaza or from Lebanon. And, um, 
I dare you to turn it off without asking yourself a question. Israel can't turn their app off because it's not an app. It's the real thing. And I mean, I hear this thing. It hasn't gone off in, in, in hours. And I'm like, thank God. You know, we, we were at Revive and, and her, it was going off during that time too. So download that app. It will put you in the mix. It is, I think it's impossible to stay on the sidelines when you're hearing the rockets and just imagine that you live in Ashkelon or, or Sadarot or various places and that rocket is coming toward you. It might help you learning how to pray, by the way. Closing words, guys. Um, it, uh, Dave said earlier that this should embolden us, and I believe that's true. And also, like like you said, I meant to mention this as well, that um, I've seen many people already using prophecy to, you know, biblical prophecy, just kind of picking verses and using that to say, like, you know, we're at the end. Um, but just remember, like, we don't know. No man knows, not even, not even the son, only the father, you know? And so just what we need to do is walk each day. And Yeshua included that in his prayer that he taught to the disciples of give us this day, our daily bread, knowing that our faith is one of a day by day basis, not a week by week or a month by month or so on. We need faith for today. And we need our to follow him in that sense and asking him what do we do today and that's the only that's the only way to do this because anything else will lead to fear or will lead to uh just a wrong perception of what is to come so let us all um, just increase our faith on a day-by-day basis yeah i think just jumping off of that just be emboldened to stand on truth. I think we already know what the end of this whole thing is going to be. The end of, we already know the Lord's going to be victorious in this entire endeavor. He will be victorious. His glory will be made manifest. It will happen. It, but it does not mean that that's all the only thing we look to. We understand it, but then we realize that we're, we're going to have to get, probably have to get our hands dirty. And I just pray and hope that you, you won't just sit back and just, okay, let me just watch and see what happens. Instead, make this a moment to actually stand up and get into the fight, whether it could be a moment where you could be around family members and say, hey, guess what? Uh, you're actually incorrect on that. I have information to prove otherwise. This is what's happening. And Or to just continue to stand on that truth of this is, the, like Mike mentioned briefly for me, like we, we've been so indoctrinated thinking that Palestine is is a real thing and that was a media manufactured thing that just to try to create that there's this whole dynamic happening in reality it isn't in reality that's not the case at all and i would challenge you i think that this is a big thing too if you don't know a lot about this it's a great time to start digging into resources to understanding what's how long this thing has been going on because this has not been this is not a recent thing this is centuries and centuries and everyone thinks they can they can take a crack and stab at figuring this out but we already know the final answer is going to be when his kingdom comes may it be soon in our day so 
We already know that, but to understand it so that when people spew stuff at you, you can stand again on truth and go, actually, that's incorrect. Let me point you to the right direction. And this is where we can financially support somebody, like, especially when people are like, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to move, I'm ready to do something. Or you could be like that one Jewish fellow that was at the airport and was like, hey, did you, are you going to Israel? I'm buying a ticket. It's done. I would challenge you. You might be guys be a part of a community where there's someone that says, I gotta go. I have to go. I would challenge you guys to support them. And, and of course with prayer, but to support them financially then as well. So you know what? We're sending you then. Go fight on our behalf as well. Or go be a be a relief or something, whatever that may be. It might not be to go fight, it might be to be there for relief or to figure out how to get support to them or whatever you gotta do. So I think I would just want to say that just don't be in fear. Stand on truth. There's plenty of needs there, and I can uh, I'd be glad to help anybody out in uh, in if they would like to to be a part of of those needs in Israel. Um, learn the history. Yeah, we had the privilege of having Hanok Young here at uh, Life Assembly just a few months ago, and he did a message on Israel, modern day Israel. Uh, the borders, the, the, the green line, the, the, the two state, all this kind of stuff. And I just, before we went online, he is of course night there in Israel, but, uh, I've asked him if he has that available to where I could post it online because it was a, it was a great thumbnail about the, of what is Israel is and, uh, and why should we, we should be standing. So, uh, God willing, that'll be on my Facebook site pretty soon if he has that resource available. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much. Um, you know, in the end, uh, he has, he knows the plans he has for us and for Israel plans for good and not for evil to give us a future and a hope. And that future and a hope is inseparable between us and the people in the land of Israel. Till next week. Blessings, guys. You alone hear my every prayer. You're the God who's always there.